Yes, guys, welcome back to the Two Blues podcast. Back with my co-host, as always, Mr. C Money Picks. And blessed today with a special guest, Sean, Mr. Div Dogs himself. How you yes, doing? Yes, lads. How are we? It's the toffees are sound, lads. We needed, we, needed a bit, we needed a bit more representation. It was getting a bit too Chelsea over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, had to be in Everton. It's possible relegation, which is looking more likely. So I'm nervous, but ever to be linked with Hakim Ziyech as well, haven't we? So... There's been, a, there's, been a, there's been a few rumours flying about this week. Obviously, gutted that uh, I mentioned you're gutted you didn't get Dan Juma. But um, yeah, man, obviously today's episode, um, the first instalment of a, uh, a mini-series, a brand new mini-series for us, um, aptly named What's Gone Wrong? Um, taking a look at a few different clubs who have uh, had a, a few, well, in some cases months, in some cases seasons, uh, but a, a few up and downs. Um, obviously, Everton, one of the oldest clubs in the Premier League, one of the founding members of the Footballing League. Um, not a team that we are accustomed to seeing in the trouble that they are in. Um, but yeah, the last few seasons have been have been tricky. Um, how are we feeling? Oh, well, Charms, how are you feeling, bro? Well, I feel... Uh... I, you know, obviously, I've got I've got love for Everton. I'll I'll be real, man. Like I, I I've always seen them as a club which is underrated in truth. And you know, watching them when they get, you know, the seasons that they had those European slot, it's, it was like wow. You know, I'm happy for them. But then to see where they're going at the minute, it's not a good look, man. And like you know, I feel like that's why we felt like this is the team to start off with. Because to be honest, it's the one that I feel is the most important to crack open. Exactly, and that's why we wanted to to start here. Um, I mean. No one's going to be able to, to give us a better insight, Sean, than yourself. Um, what's been going on, man? What's 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 happened to Everton? Everton, it's just oh, it's it's just the owners and the financial fair play. It's just you know financial fair play for one, it's gone mad. But for two, the owners just they put too much money in it. They put too much money in and get the wrong players. And people sometimes wonder why Everton fans are blaming the owners. But there's a clear reason why we are blaming the owners. It's just because. It's the fact that they're signing the wrong players, they're putting the wrong managers. Like I don't want to say Lampard was the wrong manager, but you know, it's like we appointed him and have just sacked him. And like in my opinion, because he had been sacked, I mean, yeah, possibly because the results were awful. But at the same time, sacking him's not gonna help when we're in the middle of a transfer window because I think that's another reason why we've lost Dan Juma. Because Dan Juma would have probably stayed if we had Lampard, but the only the club is it's just backwards this year. We've got no we've got no plans for what we're doing. For example, we've sacked Lampard, but we haven't got a plan on what manager we're going to go for next. It's would just you, a mess. Would you have backed Lampard? Would you have liked to see Lampard stay for the rest of the season? Back to him. I, I don't know about the rest of the season, but like, it's just, in my opinion, I reckon Lampard could have just went after we lost against Bournemouth, but mm. we've given him a chance. And, you know, we've. Um, and now we've got him. So it's like, yeah, I mean, we've it's, it's, him it's, out, so we kept him for a few more games, but. It's just a tactic. It's just a tactic. We don't work. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it is bizarre, bizarre timing with kind of a week to go in the transfer window. You know, you are you've played twenty games. If you get a new manager in, they've got less than a half of a season to go. No transfer window. A lot of players that look like they don't want to be there. And you're right. You know, the transfer signings. When you look at some of the players like Hamas Rodriguez, Van der Beek, Deli Ali, there's been a lot of money spent in the wrong places, and that definitely has contributed. You know, along with injuries to where Everton's squad is at the moment. Yeah, exactly. I agree with you. Like, it's just mad because it's just like, like if if we were gonna sack Lampard, maybe sack him after the four four one loss against Brighton because instead then we've we've, we've just sacked him too late. Because at least then the new manager would have at least had quite a lot in the transfer window still to know what play he's gonna get and a few games like the Southampton one in the West Ham game. But now, and even and even the United in the cup game. But now because we've sacked him too late, it's just gonna be a 
calamitous. It's just going to be too hard to know who we're going to sign, what manager we're going to get. And it's just nerve, nervous for the club, really. It's the most down, it's the most worst, like it's the worst time for being an Everton fan after ever has been in history in the club. It's the worst ever yeah. in the club, literally. So, yeah, no, it, it, it must be a horrible situation. It must be a horrible situation. I mean, like, everything's falling around. Not even your iPhone stand, mate. Like, it's 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 going off. But, like, yeah, but the thing is about Everton, it's like, you know, we, it's just, I feel like getting rid of Lampard at the time that they did is, as you said, that it is the most calamitous decision that they could have made at that time because it's sort of either you do it before there is that January transfer window where another manager has that possibility to come in, instill a new sense of, you know, football identity, get those players in that they want to work with. But it's, with what six days to go? I mean, is, you'll be lucky if you get a manager in by the end of the transfer season. Let alone a manager in who can make transfers and make tactical, tactile decisions. I just feel like the whole thing is just bad decision after bad decision. And like as you said, I, um, the money coming in. I don't think it was the money coming in that was the problem. I think it was the allocation of the fees. I mean, you look at James Rodriguez. What is he doing playing at the Premier League at his at that that age? You know, especially China. What they wanted him to be was like that star man in the midfield who was making everything tick. But he just hasn't had that since the World Cup eight years ago. I, I, so I don't I, understand I, I, what I, I disagree with. About. I disagree with that, bro. I think James Rodriguez got treated know, yeah, poorly by Rafa really, Benitez. Uh, yeah, yeah. The Rafa Benitez, when he come in, Rafa Benitez didn't get along with James Rodriguez, even from like the Real Madrid. I think I think Rafa was Real Madrid's manager ages ago. I think it's like from the Real Madrid days, they've just fell out with each other. And because Benitez come in, it just left an open door for Hammers to go. Like I think Hammers changed us for a bit. Like he had his off games, but the problem with Hammers was I, I agree with the other guy though because I and I, I don't agree with him in the sense that it was wrong to sign him, but it's the fact that he's always injured. Like, like I think that's the problem with Hammers Rodriguez. He was always injured for the club, mm. and it's like it's a bit mad. But yeah, it's, it's the worst part of it. It's, it's just more than Hammers Rodriguez, and it's like the worst part of it is the way we've signed players for like. 20 million, 30 million, 40 million, and then you just go, go like Harvard on a free yeah. transfer. Talking about you five, you ten, you don't hear anything about them. Yeah, you know, they're leaving alone or leave on a free transfer. Ever, Everton have been very, very guilty of that. But I mean, you, you speak about the, the transfers now, and there were there was so much stability for so much, you know, for so much time. When you looked at the Everton that we grew up with, you know, you had Leighton Baines at left back, Seamus Coleman at right back, you had Morales, Delafeu. Lukaku going forward, there is no stability. You haven't got those mainstay players. You know, even the players that are playing there, like Pickford, haven't been performing. You know, three clean sheets in 19 games is appalling. For England, supposedly... Exactly, and, and his mistakes as well. He's just costly. Like, I, I, I get angry at it all the time. When I watch Everson, like, you're watching Everson, and the amount of time Pickford takes to just distribute the ball is just horrendous. He takes ages to just kick the ball down the field, and... It seems like he's he's lacked effort as well recently. Pickford, like I know, I know most of the goals aren't his fault, and I felt sorry for the defense, especially against West Ham. But the thing is, I felt sorry for him because of the defense. Sorry, but the difference is with Pickford, he's just he's lazy. He's like, mm-hmm. like as you can tell, the what the goal against him, but for Brighton, I think it was Pascal Gross, the one who just hit at the end of the box. He just yeah. stood there and just made no effort to dive. I've yeah. had more proud for Fika. He could have at least made a bit more of an effort, but his position does, was off. He does tend to get beaten at his near post. A little bit too often, what I can, yeah. <laughs> while we're, while we're on this topic, though, I do want it to be said that I do think he has been one of the better players this season, which says it all, man. Like, you know, yeah, when, exactly. Like... Because it's, it's saving the derby, for example. Like, his save against, I think it was Darwin Nunes' shot. It was, a, it was an amazing save. Like, he has them games against Fulham. He has a masterclass. It's just, 
at times it can be his defence because I want like to be a goalkeeper when I have a rubbish type of defence in midfield line up like Everton. That's my point. I think it's the four people in front of him. They don't have that cohesion and that glue and that stability. So of course he's going to get nervous when he gets the ball because fuck's he going to do? He, he he doesn't have faith in passing it short and getting it long. Who's going to be there to get attach it? So I feel like the 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 sort of um, that, that that lack of confidence that he has at the minute, though, that nervousness that you get when you when you know when he gets the ball at his feet. Like, there is that nervousness, there is that awkwardness, but can you blame him? Because where is what is he going to do with that ball? Where is the distribution at? Who does he trust? Because mm-hmm. if, if I was in his position, I had Leighton Baines sitting at left back, he gets the ball every day of the week. Yeah, 100%. Um, and Mikhailenko, like, we signed him as well, like 20 million or something like that. He's he's rubbish. He is absolutely rubbish. He had, yeah. He, he, had, he had a good, he was good from, from last January until until the last season and when last season ended. But the whole of the season, he's been awful. He can't defend, he can't sack. And it's, and it's getting to a stage where we're just getting beaten at the left-back position so much. And a bit like you said with Leighton Baines, we need players like him at left-back and not Mikhailenko. I, th- I thought, I thought Dwight McNeil, at the time, I thought Dwight McNeil was a very good, very prudent signing. I thought he would be a very good left-back, left left-wing-back. I don't know why he's not getting more more of a look in defensively. I don't know why... I could not agree more. Whether Lampard just viewed Yeah, him I agree, 100%. I think Everton do have talented players. Yeah, you know, look at Ben Godfrey. He's still a fairly young, good quality centre back. You know, there are quite a few players in there, although he's not, you know, they're not on the young side. Michael Keane, Tarkovsky, you know, they're they're very good, experienced players. And with the right manager and direction, I do think they have the capability to go back to, you know, that dogged, that determined Everton that we are all so familiar and, you know, remember so fondly. But I think, and it's interesting, obviously, you said, Sean, that, you know, a big part of James Rodriguez, um, you know, why he didn't work out was down to Rafa Benitez. And similarly, again, going back to that left-back spot, Luca Dina, you know, he was an unbelievable player for Everton. He was in the, in the. He, I mean, I can say for certainty, he was in my fantasy team every week. You know, he was banging in assists, banging in goals. And all of a sudden, you know, Rafa Benitez came in, fell out with one of your best players, let him go. And then a week later, he was sacked. You know, it was like, who at the club was making these decisions because I feel like Benitez did more damage. Although Lampard, I I don't rate him as a manager. I feel like Benitez did more damage to Everton than Lampard. Oh, yeah, he did. 100% he damaged reputation. He was damaging loads more players' reputation as well. It's just the way he's turned. I mean, he's like, more of it was Benitez's fault. But, like, Lampard's tactics as well is a bit. But I know what you mean with Benitez. He was he was unbelievably poor. He fell out with so many players, which is the reason why we got down down there in the first place. Mm. And then all of our players went, and then no one, no one would have wanted to come to the club thanks to the position Everton were in the table. And it's just since then we've been messed up, and it's just worrying really for the club. Very worrying. Like even like like when you mentioned before as well as meant to mention with Dwight McNeil, he came on against West Ham, and he and he changed the second half. I mean, I know we didn't have many more shots on target or anything, but he was getting back and defending it more. And he's more of a defensive type of winger. He's good at defending, but he's poor at attacking in a way. But mm. literally, he, he looked like the only one who was making, you know, he was like, he looked like the only one who was putting effort in. And to put yeah. Tom Davis on in 2023 is just ridiculous. Because I don't think he's an Everton, should be an Everton player. He's poor, Tom Davis. He's like, he's like, like, Everton, Premier League level he's like Everton equivalent to Scott McTominay at Man United. <laughs> yeah, he's awful, honestly. He only lives off that Manchester City moment where he scored that good goal. Back in like 2016, but that's all he lives off. Poor man's Tom Campwell. But yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there are some good players in there. You know, you look at Onana. I've been quite impressed with him. You know, he looks like oh, Iwobi, although I've never been a fan of Iwobi. He, he's coming, <laughs> coming in and out of it in glimpses. You know, Damari Gray looks very good as well, I've got to say. As someone I like yeah, to 
extent. If if he has a good striker to pass it to in the box, mm. he you know would be he'd he'd be he'd be like a much better player, like one of the best in the league. Well, well, I was say he'd be the best. You know what I mean? He'd be t- up there as really good as a winger, but he just doesn't have anyone to pass to. Calvert Lewin's awful, Mopey's awful. It's just so this is this is where I think Everton have been overly reliant in the past, and this is where Chelsea can sympathise with you one hundred percent. Is I know, yeah. You need the number nine. The number nine is so integral to the way we play. You know, when you had Lukaku, it was 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 poetry in motion. It was beautiful to watch. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're back to like, like DCL. You know, I've never rated him. Neil Mope. All these players, you know, they're just not cut to the cloth of. You know, you look at Everton should be challenging for European places. When you look at the squad, yeah. Look at where they have been in the last 10, 15 years. They should be up there. But instead. They're building a shit, or sorry, not shitty. They're building a brilliant new stadium <laughs> that nobody wants because they want them to invest the money in the, you know, at, at, at this stage as an Everton fan, what do you, I mean, if you were, in, I know it's a difficult question, but if you were in control right now, what would you do? Is it owners out? Is it complete rehaul of the squad? Is it, do you want a particular yeah, manager? It's the owners out. It's the owners just have to go. It's it's, it's a bit like, despite the signs we made this summer, to sign Spike McNeil. And and Mope on a combined thirty four million for both players or something like that between thirty four to forty million combined it's just ridiculous. It yeah, just... as your star signings as well, exactly. And like a team like Everton, they have they have that allure of bringing in these big name players. So the fact that like their star signing is you know Neil Mope, whose highlight is a brace against Arsenal, it's it's not good enough, man. And like we know about GCL, we know about off Bernd Leno. Yeah, <laughs> the legend. But listen, like it's, the thing is, it's like Dominic Calvert Lewin. Like, you can say what you want about his his ability and his form, but like, as a Premier League number nine, week in week out, thirty eight game week player, he's not the guy. Like, he's not the man that you need. At least right now, I mean, we never know. Like, we've seen it. You know, his form dip up and down, and people talking about England call ups one week, are talking about sitting on the bench for his club the next week. I just feel Agreed. like you need that. You know, you need that Lukaku that you had, and you're talking about Iwobi needing someone to pair that with. Imagine the damage that Iwobi, Damari Gray, and uh, Lukaku would do it would be doing as a trio if they were sitting up top. That would oh, yeah, be mean, bro, but you don't have that. Exactly, they'd be far better than having Mope, Mope, or even just Cavalier and top Gray and McNeil or something. It's just like we all we need is that Lukaku type of player, and then they'll be fine. Like. Iwobi is a fantastic player. You can see in the game when he's doing all the skills, when he's getting past plays, he's actually putting good ball in the box, but no one reaches to them and can't lumen. But like you said, he doesn't have up to me. He's always injured now as well, which is even worse. The past yeah. he's last games, really am. Yeah, he seems to be on the treatment table more than he is the pitch, which is never, never good. And obviously for such a form-reliant player, you know, he's not never going to be consistently scoring goals when he can't even consistently yeah. stay fit. So that, yeah, that, that's a big point. But I mean, on that, Obviously, and Charms, I know you wanted to mention as well, um, Dan Juma um, was a, a big, you know, big breaking story this week. Um, you know, pretty much agreed. I think everything was pretty much signed to, to play for Everton. Um, and now Tottenham have hijacked the deal. It seems like, I don't know whether it was, whether Lampard had anything to do with it, but Charms just mentioned the, the power and the allure of the club. You know, it seems like that might be fading and, and players might be a little bit more hesitant. So going into the next week and thinking, right, you know, if we do, regardless of whether we get a new manager in or not, you know, something's got to happen. There's got to be players in or out. I'm hearing that Anthony Gordon might be on the way out. A couple of others might be on the way out. You know, there's no way that this Everton player loses, Everton squad, sorry, loses players and stays up. So oh, yeah. who, who, do you, who do you bring in? In the next seven days, where does this club find 
where does this club pull a number nine out of the bag? Exactly. It's it's, it's I don't I don't see us doing it, and I just don't see us getting any anywhere good in the league. I just I, I do see us going down. And I, I, I was going to say, do you think like, going to go down? Yeah, I, I said before we played Southampton and West Ham, like at the start of January, I was like, if we lose to any of them or both of them, if we lose to both of them, we're hundred percent down. And look, we lost to both of them, so it's poor. It's poor in the end. We lost to both of them. It's mad, and like it's it's just it's crazy. Like to be honest, I don't mind us selling Gordon. He's been awful this season ever since Chelsea have been linked with him. Like I'm not blaming Chelsea for it, but ever since like the Chelsea and Tottenham have been linked with him, he's just he's had that in his head all the time. He just wants to leave, and then Newcastle coming for him. He's he's not turned up for the training session yesterday, so we've obviously accepted the bid, and then, and he hasn't and he hasn't. Um, Done the training session today, even he's refusing to do it. But like that's actually done for the free kick. That's actually done for the free kick against Southampton. I think he done that on purpose. I think it was like a get out for the club. I genuinely think that's what he done. He done that just to get out the club. Like I am not be surprised if, if that's genuinely why he done it. But like with it with Gordon, he's always just some aggressive player. He's got more he's got more bookings than goals and assists in his whole career. It's quite embarrassing yeah. from him, to be honest. Yeah, I, I I will say this. Like, I do believe that Anthony Gordon must be one of the most like overrated young prospects at the minute. I mean, the fifty million pound valuation that's been sitting over his head with everything that's been going with everything that's been going on with Everton in the recent couple of months. The fact that that wasn't cashed in January first with a deal signed months in advance is lunacy to me. Because as you said, Newcastle have been interested, Chelsea have been interested. No, I do not want him. I'll tell you that much. Tottenham have been in. Get Tottenham having because I want to. I want to pay you fifty million to keep him, bro. Fucking mate, that's what I'm saying. I, I, Todd Bowley will give fifty million for, to Newcastle to go cop him immediately, bro. We need to see that guy move because, like, you know, he's doing so much more damage. And I do agree with you. I do believe that there was a cynical challenge put in there as a sort of statement made of you don't want me here. You know what I mean? And not showing up to training sessions. What if the, what if a transfer doesn't go through? What is he gonna? What is he gonna do? Play on this team until the end of the season and wait for a, a twenty-five million buyout. Come, come yeah, the transfer window. I don't see it. One hundred percent, and especially the way he refused to, like he was refusing to, to travel to West Ham as well, which is even worse. Well, like I've seen, I've seen stories where he's refused to travel to West Ham, refused to play, so he put him on the bench. It's like, what's going on? Like a player at a football club should not be doing that, no matter whether you fell out with your, your boss, no matter whether you fell out with the team, you shouldn't be doing that. It's, it's just. Bongo's like, he played for the team, he's a scouser, he, sh- he should just try and prove it and he should want to try and get there. It, 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 is, it is, in his head, he should be wanting to win the league. No, not win the league, sorry. He, he's a bad, bad doubt, you're honest. But all he's want to do is, if I was him, I'd want to try as much as you can to get Everton out of the relegation zone. I wouldn't just want to not play and just leave the club and snake the club. I'll be honest, though, I don't understand what, what was wrong with you saying that he should have the mentality of he wants to win the league. I don't see anything wrong with that. If you guys survive, say you come 17th, yeah, on the minute that there's a new season confirmed, you know he's coming in from the bottom, you know he's been relegated, there is nothing to stop a team like Everton to go, we're going to win the league this season. Are we, are there we is nothing to stop you. Are we forgetting about Mikhail Arteta? Are we forgetting about Tim Cahill? Are we forgetting about these men? These men, <laughs> these men were banging in goals. These men were the top boys in Merseyside for years. It, it, was, it was like the start. Arteta and Kyle would like to start when I started to support his club mainly like when I knew about football. As soon as I knew about the football, the first players from the first time I went to a game was Mikel Arteta and Tim Kyle in the squad. And them days were brilliant. You had Mikel Arteta scoring goals, assisting them all the time. You had Tim Kyle scoring goals all the time from all angles. And then 
But all of a sudden, these days, we just don't and have any types of them players. Tim Howard was lit as well. Let's not forget how good you guys were at Tim the back, Howard. man. He was making ridiculous safe left, right and centre. The streets will never forget that, Bredrick. Oh, he was cold, bro. Do you remember that save against Southampton in the 1-1 draw? I don't know if you remember, but it was like some sort of header. And he just tipped his arm and just... Yeah, it was the one-handed stretch, flipped it over the bar, innit? And it was like super iconic. I think we'll save the season. It was, it was fantastic. I remember I was there for it and all that. But we need... Even we need to keep it like that at the moment. But obviously, we're not going to get them plays because the position we are in the league. But, you know, it's just... It's mad how much of the downfall Everton have got. And last season, I'd say the fans kept us up. And Richarlison. But this season, who's going to keep us up? I don't see nothing that can keep us up. Yeah. Really can Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you look at it, we're, we're, tw- we're 20 games in, um, three wins all season. You've got 15 points, which is joint bottom with Southampton, who are bottom. Um, 15 goals, which is 19th in the league. Um, 9.9 shots per game. So you're not even, you know, uh, which you is the league. So you're not even creating much. And then shots faced, you're 16 per game, which is 19th in the league. Again, you know, leakiest defence, worst attack. It just, yeah. I, I'm genuinely very, very fearful. I didn't think they'd go down at the start of the season. I was hopeful and thought they'd be able to put it back together. But I agree, man, Sean. I, I, th- I think Everton are in trouble this year. Massive trouble. Like, I feel like you've explained there. We don't, every single time we go to Goodison, we don't have many shots. Like, even against West Ham today, we had like five shots against them. That was ridiculous. Um, and that's a team that you should be trying to pepper in, right? It's not a Man City. Oh, it's yeah, West exactly. Ham. You feel like you can win that. Yeah, that's West exactly. Ham also language also just in bad as bad a form. Exactly, and West Ham can't even score goals themselves. But with with us not being able to score goals, you're like we go down losing one nil, and you're like straight away that's it. We don't score more than one a game. We're done. We're done and dusted. Like I think overall the season we've scored about twenty goals. Um, three of them have come against Southampton. If you had even if you had the away fixture, um, three come against Crystal Palace. So that automatically puts you down to at least 16, 15 goals just against random other teams. And it's like we need to do better up front and front of goal. No matter whether we haven't got a good attack, we still should be putting effort in and trying to just pop off shots. Like we don't even shoot. A bit like a bit like a Roby for the second West Ham goal. He had the chance to shoot. He didn't shoot, got tackles, West Ham counter attacked and scored because he didn't, he didn't yeah. shoot. And I think that's that's when it starts to come from, you know, they don't want to disappoint the fans because the fans are on their back. You know, you do one wrong thing, everyone gets on your back. But at the same time, you've got all this pressure to be the one to take the shot. And unfortunately, yeah, there's just a lack of experience in that Everton squad. You know, they haven't got the, the Leighton Baines. Well, they do have Seamus Coleman, but for whatever reason, you know, it's not resonating with the rest of the squad that this is what you got to do. you got to, you know, just plow on and whatever. But yeah, man, um, Struggling. Last struggling. question. Last thing I want to go over. The, la- the last thing I want to touch on the, in this video is, is um, what do you do next? Where do you think is the right route? Do you think we're gonna? Do you think that the best thing to do is go down the Sean Sean Dyche safety? You know, probably guarantees you guys a bit. You know, a couple points here and there, and you might even scrape seventeenth if you're lucky. Or big Sam, big Sam. <laughs> exactly. No, it is the big Sam mentality going for a Sean Dyche. I mean, I do see Sean Dyche as the modern day big Sam, but like. Uh, obviously, with less club floating, but um, I th- there's the other option which I think is the better one for you, and it probably does mean relegation, but it probably means bouncing back the year later, and that is going for a Marcelo Bielsa, and that is more of like the long term. Yeah, exactly. Like the thing is with Bielsa, I'm, I'm not too sure about him. He's just I, I, I'd be happy with him because he's, he's, he's an attacking minded manager, but whether or not it'll impact on the defense and make the defense part, I don't have a clue because it's like the Leeds one. 
because all we need is just a team. Like, I, I don't think we have any manager at the moment that fucking help us. Like, Sam Allardyce, when he was with us, he done good to get us eight. But even then, we only had 47 points. Every other team was rubbish that season, really, when you look at it. This season is more competitive. And mm. it's because it's more competitive. Whether or not we'll stay up, I don't know. But Sam Allardyce, he'll be, a, he'll be an alright option just until the end of the season. But saying that, he'll be like, then we'll have to sack Allardyce again. Or he's resigned. Had a short-term contract. And there'll be more and more managers at the club, which will affect it. It's it's mad. Who, who would you take? Out those three, you, had, yeah. you had to pick of managers, Sean, because I would. I'd also have Bielsa. I think I agree. I think the def- defensively it's an issue, but in terms of yeah, the I'd, I'd have, yeah, a, a role of manager, I would have is Bielsa because at the end of the day, we need we need, we need the attack to work, and I think Bielsa will make make it happen. Oh, fantastic. Well, I mean, Lampard lasted just under a year, so hopefully the next manager can last slightly longer than that. Um, on Lampard, obviously, I know he was sacked this week. Um, 35 points in 38 games, not a great legacy. Um, really hope that he goes abroad. Um, really, really hope that he takes some time out and his next job is somewhere in Spain or something. Um, if he doesn't do it there, I think he needs to pack managing in because I don't think it's for him. Um, bless his heart. Legend at Chelsea. Um, but it, it doesn't seem to be working. So try to have... Stick to coaching, honestly. I, but, I, yeah. I think that punditry is not the right option for Lampard either. I think if Lampard's going to do anything, he needs to just do training in midfield. He's not too intelligent. He's very intelligent, though. He's He's got, like, I know yeah. he was very well brought up. So he could do something, you know, in terms of... Well, in the back room, yeah, looking at the analysis. Yeah, technical direction. Very, very yeah, helpful. Yeah. I'd love him in the back room at Chelsea, you know, trying to coach Mount, trying to coach those youth academy players and putting them up to the big stage. I'd love to see that. I think he'd be a fantastic, yeah, he's a fantastic yeah, role. He's definitely a good coach. Definitely will. He'll be a house coach. Fantastic. Well, hopefully, and uh, yeah, all the best to, uh, to to him and his next job. Um, but yeah, man, that pretty much wraps it up, I think, for uh, for today's and the first instalment of our What's Gone Wrong mini-series. Um, next part will be available to watch next week. It will be on a completely new team. Um, let us know in the comments who you want us to cover. Uh, but for now, um, just a quick shout out to Sean, um, first and foremost, obviously, for joining us. Thanks for taking the time, bro. Um, everyone go subscribe to his channel. I'll stick a little... Uh, stick a little uh, all, all the socials in the corner. Stick a little button so you can go and follow Sean as well. Uh, make sure you go and uh, drop the drop us a like, drop us a comment. Um, quick shout out as well to every single one of the 50 people that have subscribed to us so far. We hit that mark. Love. We see it. We appreciate it. Bigger and better content coming to you every week. Um, Charms, see us out, my bro. Nice one, Charms. Listen, like, yeah, no, I was going to say, man, thank you, Shawnee boy. Like, thank you for coming on. It's not the easiest thing to talk about, especially when, like, you know, your team's going through a lot. It means a lot to have, like, the fans showing that they have the faith behind it. You know what I mean? So I, it, it's a shame that you do feel like you are going to get the drop and, you know, that the situation is what it is. I hope, I hope that's not the case, my brother. But thank you kindly for coming on yeah. and showing us the love, man. Well, like, if, if, like, when, like, when you watch me vlogs, like, from the home games, mainly from, like, Mianga, like, like when we can see goals against teams, you'll see that I was really angry up, up until the Brighton game. Brighton game showed a little bit of spark of anger. But since then, I'm, I'm not really getting angry when we lose because I'm used to it now. I genuinely am used yeah. to it. But yeah, I've got, I've, got, I've got to say, bro, I've been enjoying the um, I've been enjoying the lower league vlogs a lot more recently. Unfortunately, Everton's become a little bit more predictable. The lower league vlogs, fucking superb, man. So everyone, yeah, make sure you go follow Sean, watch his matchday vlogs. They're brilliant. That's class, yeah. It's like non-league's class. I mean, there's not that many non-league games coming up, really. There's one. There's, there's one tomorrow. Oh, pitches are all fucking frozen. So I can't. I, I can't. I can't go to it. Um, plus, I'd rather go to town anyway. <laughs> but you know, it's be class. Yeah.
When I look, special little shout out as well. Happy birthday, Sean. Happy birthday, Charms. Happy birthday to both the brothers. Oh, yeah. Same yeah, time. I, I forgot that Charles mentioned at the start of the video. I've got the same birthdays and like twin birthdays. It's mad, that. Crazy, <laughs> isn't it? Oh, small world we live in. Small world we live in. But yeah, look, no, I love to, uh, to Sean for coming on. Look, it's me. It's Charms. We're here every week. You know what we do. You know who we are. See you, man. It's been love. Peace. Bye.